0: Welcome everyone, Hare Krishna. Omagyana <coughs> <coughs> timarandasya, gyanan jana salakaya, militam yena, dasmai shrigura namah shri chetanyamano vishtam, stabitam yena bhutale, svayam rupakarama Dadati svapadantikam Mandeham Shi Guru Shri Uttaparatamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangsha Shi Rupam Sahagrajahatam Sahagana Raguna Vitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam, Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Devam, Shiradha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Nama Om Vishnupadaya, Krishna Prishtaya Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine. Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Sunyavādi Pāścātya Shatarine Mancha Kalpatrubyascha Kripa Sindubya Evacha Patitana Pavane Bhyo Vaishnava Bhyo Namo Nama Krishna Karna Sindhu Dina Bando Jagat Pate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate. Tapta Kanchana Go Rangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jayashikisha Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Saturday Sangha Devotee Assembly Ki Jai. Today is December 4th. Welcome to the month of December (laughs) 2021. And coming to the end of the year and continuing in our devotional practices, calling on Lord Krishna for his presence and help and on the Vaishnavas for their presence and their help. Um, mangala charana mm, chanting these verses uh, this is invoking the devotees and the Lord, Mangala auspiciousness ah charana mm, engaging invoking, and in particular. We want to invoke Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his song, Upalabdi, Anutapalakshana Upalabdi, song number three. Um, <laughs> what did we have before this? It's the third song, so let's uh, first review ever so briefly. The first song. Um, whoops, that was an openasha. Oh no. Okay. Let's just go back to the song of last week, Anutapaloch song two, and um, this was one of those. Lamentation songs. We're going to get more lamentation in this section. Anutapa, I think, is like that ongoing remorse uh, for not taking one's time for Krishna Bhakti. <clears throat> In last week's song, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Now I realize that all my days had passed uselessly, for I never had the great fortune of association with the devotees of the Lord. And in the second verse he says, this is such an unfortunate calamity, for I now consider that I've rejected pure gold simply to become attached and devoted to small clods of dirt. <clears throat> and this is nicely explained um, by our translator, uh pramu. I have abandoned the bright-faced, golden devotees of the Lord to associate with filthy, dirty persons who are averse to Krishna. And so I wasted my life intoxicated by vanity. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity, as it says in Ecclesiastes of the Hebrew Bible. Whenever I saw someone decorated with the signs of a Vaishnava. And then he says, that's interesting. Whenever I saw someone decorated with the signs of a Vaishnav, like Tilak neck beads and Shika and so on, I would laugh at them with, within my mind considering them to be completely insane. (laughs) Regarding this attitude of mine to be the most highly cultured behavior, I've thereby robbed myself of the transcendental association of those touchstone-like devotees. So I'm wondering, how did I get to this crazy place? says, because of my education, I became proud, puffed up. Um, recording in progress, okay. Um, I overlooked this most auspicious form of spiritual life, which is available only in devotional service. Uh, so I... Wasted my life. Now in my old age, all this polluted material knowledge I worked so hard for is dwindling. It's all going away. Why? Because my memory is fading. (laughs) Um, My last hope, he says in the final verse, is... um, if the devotees will be merciful to me. And they will sprinkle me with one drop from the bhakti-rasamrita-sindhu, the ocean of the nectar of devotion. And then I will instantly and effortlessly become liberated from the strong grip of this material world. I'll be able to cross this ocean of nations. So that was the previous song, and today's song has four verses, and this is more lamentation, and at the end he just curses himself. He says, oh, my dear mind, what shall I say to you now? All my time has been spent inside the deep pit of fruitive activities with high hopes of future happiness. In the heavenly planets, I've fallen into the trap of fruitive actions and reactions, which is exactly like the entangling web of a spider, Ore mona karmer kuhare galokal. Swarga adi sukher ashe. Porilam karma pangse. Pangsa means trap or a net, a trap. Urna nabi sam karma jal. Urna nabi sam like. Uh, the web of a spider, of an urna. And jal uh, it's, means net. So karma jal. Upavas, brattadori. Okay, I want to be a little quick this time. Observing many different types of austere vows and fasting to achieve some future heavenly goal. I thus performed such useless physical labor for no real tangible result. This was just like pouring oblations of ghee onto dry ashes only. Now I'm being strangled within the noose of karma. Well. Hmm. Um, where am I? Yes, strangled within the noose of karma, being destroyed by my own foolish nonsense, and the only result is that I've not been able to deliver myself from this predicament. Marilam um, Nijjadoshe, chara Maraner Old Age Death Trap, and the third verse, I conducted many sacrifices in honor of many different demigods and goddesses, as is recommended for householders in the Varnashram Dharma system. Um Nana Deva Devi Bhaji Madagarve Tainu Jivan. But by doing this I only became so puffed up that I wasted my whole life in such delirious pride. Delirious is like mad. I never got any peace of mind by doing all this for I completely missed out on the golden treasure, shantidhan, of spiritual satisfaction. So much trouble I underwent because I never worshipped the beautiful Lotus feet of Sri Krishna. Na, Vajinu, Shri Krishna, Charana. And here comes his Self cursing. dik more a jivan dik, dik dick more dhanajane. dik more barna abimana. dik more kula Dick shastra adhyayane. Hari bhakti na pailo stana. Therefore, to hell with my whole life. <laughs> To hell with all my wealth and followers, to hell with my caste pride, to hell with all my so-called dignity of family prestige, to hell with my studies of the Karmakanda scriptures. For I have not become fixed up in pure devotion to Lord Hari. Hmm. Okay, let's see if we can go through this with some accompaniment. (laughs) O oh, le man Carmen kuhari ngelo gam swagadi suker karma tanse swag Adi Sukar Ase Porilam Karma Pangse Urnanabhi Sama Karma Ja nabhi Sama Karma Jah Brata Dori Nanakaya Klesha Brata Nanakaya Klesha VASMEGRITA Dalia Apa Basmegrita Dalia Apa Mari Lam Nija Dose Jada ne tham se lam ni jado se Jada ne tham se Hoi badei narinu udha Baibade Nadina Varna Shrama Dharma Jaji nana Deva Devi Varna Shrama Dharma Jaji Anadeva Devi Baji Mada Garbe Cottai Nuji Ba Mada Garbe Cottai Stirana Hoy Yellow Manau na labi nu Shanti dana Stida na hoyilo mana na Shanti dana Na Shri Krishna chada na vyajin Shri chara dekh Ejibane e danna janne Dana Jane dik barna abhi manana dik barna abhi manana dik kula money dikshastra adayan ne Kulamane kula money dikshastra adhyayan ne hari bhakti Na stana Hari bhakti na Stana Hare Hadekishina Hare Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare rama rama dharma hare hare sathe krishna hare krishna krishna
1: krishna
0: hare hare, hare rama hare Rama rama rama, rama. Ram Ram Hare Hare Krishna Hare, Krishna 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 Hate Hare Ram Hare Ram Ram Hare 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 I go, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, it's interesting that in the last verse of this song, he's simply cursing himself. (laughs) So, some kind of spiritual expression of remorse, deep remorse, which has the positive result uh, that one turns to Krishna in a strong and firm, firm and strong and definite way. Okay. So again, welcome everyone who have joined us in the last few minutes. And uh, today, today we're going to have a special guest. And last time I announced who he is, so he's not a mystery guest. His name is Yogindra. Das Yoginder Prabhu, God-brother of mine. So he'll come on, Krishna willing, at, uh, in half an hour from now. And we'll hear some, I'm sure, interesting things from him. He's going to be coming, speaking from Sweden. I think he's in somewhere in the far north of Sweden now. Okay, but before that, uh, what do we have? Maybe we have some showing and telling, as they might say in India uh I believe Chitrakarni, you wanted to share about your reading group isn't isn't it
3: Hare Krishna, please accept my respectful obeisances Joshuavada uh yes, um. It's just a very short notice. We have created this uh, WhatsApp group for the children and parents reading group. And so we are very few now. And who would like to join to this group uh, with children? Also, you don't have to have a child. It's You can always consult us. So we can come together uh, uh, for, um, let's say, every 15 days, once a month, weekly, and we can share our life and we can discuss what we can do uh, to better serve uh, to the well-being of our children. We can inspire each other. We can share our problems and we can also Share our fears, and we can encourage each other to go further because it's a long road and and it's also until they grow, it's our opportunity to present them Krishna consciousness in a nice way, and time flies, and we don't have so much time, so I'd like to invite my god siblings to this group uh for. Um, for a nice service Mm. to our children
0: Mm. so it's um, if I understand it's it's more of a discussion group than a reading group in the sense you're discussing about how to best um, help the children to be Krishna conscious, is that right?
3: And um, my personal experience is um, when we try to give a definition, uh, then we always try to keep the things. When Lord inspires us, we try to keep the things narrow. Mm-hmm. So it's always to not to make a clear definition, okay. and then and then let the Lord inspires us, mm-hmm. because with children everything takes. Uh, turn the thing here is if we just come together with with good intentions for our children
4: mm-hmm.
3: then then incredible amount of inspiration comes and we can um, organize games we can um, Read and we can bring our children together. And what my experience is when the parents became friends and shared their hearts, mm-hmm. then the children follow. Mm-hmm. And then in the WhatsApp group, if we always share our life and children, and they always check these images, they look and they check what the other child is doing, and then suddenly, suddenly. Curiosity develops. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work like you sit now, you have a meeting with other children. It doesn't develop like this. It's yeah. always a feeling of relationship, love, and it develops with time if we, if we put some uh, effort <laughs> into it. Uh-huh. So it's, the beginning is just coming together with good intentions and if we give time, a um, lot of nice things uh, comes out in the end.
0: hmm Nice. And um, how many of you are presently in this group?
3: Yes. At the moment, uh, in our WhatsApp group, I tell you now <clears throat> the names. It is uh, now, at the moment, um, there is Dira uh, Lalita, because she's like the Murti of all the group, <laughs> without her, <laughs> she, she,
0: <laughs> she's a groupie, she's a groupie.
3: <laughs> she brings the blessing to a group. <laughs> So it's like it's, it's my psychological need. If she's in the group, I just feel like, okay, things will be okay. <laughs> 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 and then there is uh, Dayit Yesa Das. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, there is Nandimuki uh, Mataji and uh, Sumitra Mataji. And also, Bakhtin Ipek from Turkey, because Mm. she's forever youthful, and she's (laughs) always... uh, And and she's, yes, she's like 20, so according to my age, I can also consider her young. And so, children are always attracted to the young and (laughs) devotees, they find joy and... Mm. So, so we are open to everybody who would like to give, who would like to be with children. I, I really hope, I pray that our children can connect and start to speak with each other, and start to read to each other, and also discuss the philosophy together with the parents.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, okay, I'm just I'm trying to get more of a sense of how it's working because if you're involving the kids. Um and they're all speaking different languages. How is that working?
3: Uh, at the moment the language will be English oh, and so it. then and if some parents are really enthusiastic, they can also translate to their children when uh-huh. the group comes together.
0: I see. Okay. Also
3: Dalita offered a very nice and service the real is giving um, a math, math lesson uh, uh-huh. and, um,
0: she, her hand is up so maybe she's going to explain out. about that
3: yes we just at, at the moment she's very busy with piyasa puja uh, preparations, <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> so at the moment we, we delay everything after the Vyasa Puja, uh-huh. but, um, and he, so she's thinking also to um, engage this very young uh, Bhakta, who is 14 years old, hmm. to create a relationship with the other younger children. Mm. And uh, he's agree also to do this.
0: Mm. And
3: yes, the language will be English,
0: mm-hmm. definitely. Great. All the best for this. Now maybe Dira Lalita wants to add her purport.
5: <laughs> Hi Krishna, very much. I, I didn't want to actually comment on, on the Jitra Karani's uh, reading group. Um, I had something else uh, regarding hermeneutics and understanding of uh, sutras and sedentes. Um but I don't know if we have time and I, I'm very happy to be also a part of the tutor um uh, reading group for children mm-hmm. and working with children one becomes a bit like half Child, <laughs> so start mm-hmm. thinking as, as a child out of the box. So <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm very happy uh, to be uh, and support as much as I can to um, um She's she's very caring as a mother, and I'm sure that that group will really take off mm-hmm. and maybe spread the branches into um, into other countries. So devotees from other countries can also create a group. Uh, or reading for their children their languages.
2: Yeah.
5: But I I had something else. I don't know if there is time for this. Well, let's see. (laughs) So so very much, um, you started talking about hermeneutics from Mm. 18th of September, and I went through all of my notes trying to understand the way of understanding Shastra and when I'm reading to actually apply the knowledge for that. Even though this course is obviously for teachers who are on a certain level and have certain qualities and from sadhana and they're very very learned scholars. But one thing um, came across to me that um, um, comparing... Uh, sutras and siddhantas so um, I came across I mean <laughs> working with mathematics for past about 40 years um, I came across to also um, applying the Nyaya to mathematical methodology as well mm-hmm. um, so Long, long time ago, the there uh, is the, the Aristotelian methodology um, came up, which is still used now in, uh, in modern mathematics. And he um, established a two basic starting points in mathematical science, which is axioms and hypotheses. That mm-hmm. I somehow came across that uh, the, the uh, axioms for devotees who maybe didn't come across. This word means that um, that's the statement that is uh, worth of acceptance. It's sort of the truth that doesn't need um, convincing, and um, and hypotheses are something that is or isn't. I means it needs to be mm-hmm. um, proved to be or not to be. <laughs> okay. um, so I was just thinking, you know, um, but in in order to uh, prove hypothesis, we use axioms yeah. as the actual knowledge in order to, to prove a hypothesis. And I was just wondering, uh, in our Siddhantis, um this is my question. <laughs> um, so I was comparing axioms with sutras, and I was comparing some hypotheses with Siddhantis. Because the Siddhanta is, I think, ultimately hypothesis, because it's not a um, before it's actually proved that it's Siddhanta. Before that happens, before Siddhanta happens, um, there is a process of, of, of um, um, having different um, knowledge from different shastra in order to um, establish um, Siddhanta. And so I was sort of trying to understand with my um, um, very limited brains <laughs> what sutras are and what siddhantas are. And I wanted to ask a question um, after going through all of the notes that we've learned um, from you, from your kind, like, vast knowledge. Um, is, is the knowledge of the sutras always used to create siddhantas? In our in our Vaishnava tradition, do the siddhantas actually depend on sutras? Um, because sutras are the truth.
0: Well, um, uh, I I I think I need some clarification now. What are you referring to with sutras? Are you do you mean Vedanta sutras? Of uh, oh okay. Um, Okay, well, if we, if we go from the perspective of, let's call it the practice of Vedanta as, as a kind of um, reasoning process about um, ultimate reality, then we have three sources, not one. Uh, one of them is Vedanta Sutras or Brahma Sutras. Um, and um, it's called prastana tri there are three it's like a tripod um, actually if you have something tripods can be quite stable you know if you have two legs it's not enough it'll fall over you can have four legs but then one of them might be a little bit short and then the, <laughs> the chair is wobbling But if you have three legs, it doesn't matter. One can be shorter or longer. Uh, And it doesn't matter if the floor is level. Uh, You get a quite solid um, position. So uh, Vedanta Sutra is one of these prastanas, one of these foundations. And then um, the Upanishads in general But it's a little fuzzy when we talk about Upanishads because which Upanishads? Uh, Tradition says there are 108 Upanishads, uh, but it's really only about 12 or 13 Upanishads that are referred to in Vedanta, traditional Vedanta discourse. Uh, But anyway, there's... Um, There's the Upanishads, and uh, there's Bhagavad Gita, is the third pillar. And this is recognized by all the different Vedanta schools, including Shankaracharya. Even though the Bhagavad Gita is so strongly, clearly personalistic, if you like, he accepted Bhagavad Gita as one of the three sources of knowledge. Uh, So, yeah. And also, it's, in another way, it's more complicated, and that is that the sutras of Vedanta Sutra are, in a sense, um, their aim is to crystallize and make clear one kind of single siddhanta from the many Upanishads. (laughs) Uh, So it's considered as, I don't know if we can even use the word summary, but it's it's kind of extracting from the Upanishads Uh, because the Upanishads are quite extensive, even those Thirteen Upanishads, um, just taking um, the the largest ones, the Brihad Aranyaka is very uh, maybe the longest, then the Chandogya, the Taittiriya Upanishads. You know, these are all very extensive, quite extensive texts. Uh, so, and they seem to say different things and therefore the Vedanta Sutra is there to say well here's the actual point <laughs> um, but then what what do these sutras mean because the sutras are so compact um, you need they're like codes and to crack the code is is a challenge. And therefore uh, you have different schools of Vedanta who are interpreting the Vedanta Sutras in different ways. And uh, they can be quite radically different interpretations because these uh, statements are so compact. You know, um, yeah, the very first verse, "Atato Brahma Jignasa," Um has a super long commentary just on that first sutra, <laughs> and he's already with that first sutra, he's disagreeing with Shankara, <laughs> he's arguing against Shankara. So um but generally speaking, to use your terminology to say mm, the I would say in within Vedanta the, the uh the uh prastana traya as a whole. Yeah, in a sense you could say they're axiomatic. Um they are considered kind of final authority and so on. But, as I said, it's hard to understand, Um, you know, the Vedanta Sutra and the Panishads are seeming to say many things. And so, in his Datva Sandharva, that's one of the reasons that Śrīla Jīva Goswami is giving that um, we can't just try to understand ultimate truth from these texts. We need help um, from, first he says, broadly speaking, from uh, the Mahābhārata and the Puranas, but there are so many Puranas and the Mahābhārata also is saying so many things and and so then he kind of boils it down to the Shimad bhagavatam um for which then he gives extensive explanation why uh, the bhagavatam is the final the final word so to say it's the ripened fruit of the tree of vedic knowledge so um
5: But then it's much more complicated than maths. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: gets complicated uh, because then, you know, somebody will quote something from the Bhagavatam in one somewhere, and somebody will quote something somewhere else in the Bhagavatam, and and they may disagree on something. So then what? How do we work? Well, that's uh, where mm, commentaries can help. And therefore, we, uh, ours is a commentarial tradition, the commentators illuminate the Bhagavatam, beginning with Sri Swami. And last week, uh, that was where we just began to touch um, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is emphasizing how Sri Swami is our uh, first authority on the meaning of the Bhagavatam. And therefore, he's
2: um,
0: he's scolding uh, Vallabhacharya for jumping over uh, Sridhar Swami, and he uses he uses quite strong words. And at the same time, he's smiling. So, what exactly was his mood? We don't <laughs> hard to say, but yeah. Um okay I'll stop there because I'm looking at the clock and I see Odarya Chandrika and Dharma have their hand raised. Hare Krishna. Haribo.
1: Hare, Mahaj. Haribo. Hare Krishna Yotis. Uh so it will be just quick so not to interrupt the guest who is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh basically we'd like to uh, share a few, uh, actually two nice events which we have recently in our region here, which is also quite uncommon for the corona time. Right now, uh, we actually had um, two beautiful events. One of them is uh, more of the local character and that's the uh, related to our Kirtan Dubai team. Mm. Uh, and we had a, our yearly uh, desert Kirtan Hmm. Uh, which is basically an event uh, usually held in different yoga studios, but this time was uh, in the desert, actually in the middle of the desert, (laughs) without (laughs) much uh, resources, without much propensities. We managed somehow, I mean, Hmm. by the mercy of Krishna and devotees, to actually have a very nice, nice event around the bonfire. And we had a Unbelievable opportunity to have a special guest here. Uh, none other than His Grace Madhava Prabhu was here. And his uh, nice. good wife, Radhika Mataji. So it was really like a surprise for everyone. And as Harinam Prabhu said, like a fulfillment of his dream just to have a, such a setup in such an environment. So uh, oh. if you allow me, just quickly, I will show, share just 10 15 seconds, 20 maybe of that event just to see mm-hmm. how. The atmosphere, how was it?
2: hmm Second.
1: Oops. So that was the part of the atmosphere <laughs> Yeah, and it nice. got fired first, first was of course one hour of slow Mahamantra in Madhav yeah. style mm.
6: and uh, we have to say here Guru Maharaj that this was uh, the project of Kirtan Dubai which means that uh, Half of the people were totally new people. Mm. They're not, yeah, because uh, Kirtan family, if I can say like that, because of course there are many who are coming again and again and again. Mm. few of them really wanted um, to continue, go a little bit, I mean, go more deeper. So they uh, also started to change. But more or less they're just, you know, every Friday we have Kirtan Dubai. So it's like, uh, party time and those people invited their friends so they really some of them came for the first time and you know one hour and a half like really meditation meditation of madva but everybody in the end they were so I mean they said that they they don't know what was the experience it was for the first time mm-hmm. uh, because they couldn't explain what was happening, they just enjoy and they said that, what was this? It was really <laughs> amazing and again, also uh, mother Prabhu and Radhika Mataji they are also very, how to say um, you know, when they're when the Evening the, or official evening was over. They stayed with us for one hour and a half. So they spoke with all of the, those who wanted to talk with them. Mm. So they stayed with us. So they, it was not just okay, we did it, and now we're, we let, we we will go. But it was really um, a good association also for
1: all of us. They got stuck in the desert, so they had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, one one fun fact, uh, actually, I know as I'm. Uh, roaming around, doing these different services, I was noticing at the end of the, when everything was finished, the main Kirtan was finished, uh, since it's a desert and it's a, like a common, it's a part of folklore here that people are just going desert camping, like a residence here and locals and everyone. That was the part of the uh, winter sports here. Mm. So uh, I noticed in, in, it's it's a pitch dark, completely darkness around except the bonfire and star, starry sky. And when everything was finished, we just hear the you know the, quads, uh, motorbikes. They were just starting the engines and just leaving. So they just silently came, attending the kirtan, like a ten of them, fifteen of them. These guys were, running the dunes, chasing the dunes, and all. so it's like a, so many, random people just took part in it, and it was unbelievable experience. Like people changed. from from other camps, they just sneak in and just see what's going on there <laughs> because we were the only like a noisy. <laughs> <laughs> we had a generator, a power generator with loudspeakers, with everything. It was like a uh-huh. really interesting experience. Oh. So, yeah, that's the first part. Uh, I don't know if we have a part, time for the second part. Uh, just quickly, also, one nice event. Or maybe should we continue after the Huguener uh, Propos talk?
0: Well, is he with us yet?
1: Okay, then we can share after after the
2: Yes, oh, I am here.
0: You are here. Krishna Yogindra. There you are. Svagatam, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us.
4: Oh, my pleasure. It's an honor.
0: You're, you're you're speaking now from somewhere way up from the North Pole, maybe? Something like
4: that? Yes. It's um about it's um <clears throat> northern Sweden, mm-hmm. about hundred and fifty kilometers from the polar circle. Wow. So, uh, it was clear sky today, so there was some hours of light here because there's snow everywhere, so
0: <laughs> so you <laughs> got sun, uh, you got one and a half hours of light.
4: <clears throat> um Sun, sun ray about, about yeah, an hour or so. Oh. But the light actually in the northern latitudes here, the dawn takes a long time and the sunset. So there's yeah. actually about six hours of... Uh, semi. Uh, Semi-twilight, uh, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Word.
0: yeah, it's very mysterious up there, I know. So let oh. me um, just say... First of all, let me introduce everyone else to you, not going through everyone's names, but uh, we have a gathering every week uh, since, the, since the COVID pand- pandemic started. And um, yeah, we're coming from different parts of the universe, you can say. I guess we're mainly in Europe, but also in North and South America, and all the way over to Hong Kong and Beijing. And sometimes someone from India might be with us. So we're kind of around the planet. Yes, Madanajivani is there from India. And Madanajivani Jivani times two, I see. <laughs> Kavakanta has your label um yes, that's me <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we're just coming together once a week for a couple of hours and now and then i like to have special guests such as your good self so that um to help devotees appreciate the wide world of our society And um, to appreciate the wonderful, more and more of the wonderful sangha of devotees that we have worldwide. And um, I have to say, you and I cross paths fairly rarely Um, in recent years, I guess especially because you're somewhere near the North Pole. (laughs) Uh, You're you're originally from the U.S., as I understand. Which part of the U.S.?
2: Uh, East Coast, Philadelphia.
0: From Philadelphia. Uh, But you came to Sweden at one point, and now you are a fluent speaker of Svenska, and teaching you're teaching high school now
4: right in the last five years after 40 years of um, service in the temples in Saikatan, yeah, and uh, really then when I got my um, um, state pension which the fortunately this the social democratic setup here in Sweden Awards <laughs> to everyone even those who we didn 't pay any taxes <laughs> so at the time uh, about six years ago when I got my pension that I decided to go get a teaching degree mm-hmm. uh, and now here I am in, in older days and by the arrangement of God the there's an acute lack of teachers now in Sweden and huh. now come like America that you know as long as you're physically and mentally able you can go on working that was not like that before uh-huh. previously the stop date was 67 no one would teach after that but now
2: uh-huh.
4: I can follow in the footsteps of my elder sister who uh, she taught um, she's my role model in this late life career because <laughs> she actually taught psychology at a community college in New Jersey until she was 80. Wow. <laughs> she, she was a teacher originally, but then she worked at other things during her her career. But then when she retired at 65, she was offered a teaching job and she loved it.
2: Uh-huh.
4: And so let's see what Krishna has in store for her.
0: Yeah, that, but, that, uh, that would be in itself an interesting topic but you have mentioned three topics that you'd like to talk about and before that can we just hear the in in brief form the how I how I joined the Hare Krishna story of yourself
4: yes um, I snuck in under the wire (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Prabhupada's last, uh, I think also his largest initiation in Mayapur, Gore or Nim in 1977. Oh. I, I was extremely fortunate to be one of the 300, can you imagine?
2: Oh.
4: And he was already in uh, ill condition, you know. And six months before he was passing away and still he was taking on this enormous uh, yeah, weight of accepting so many disciples but how I got there to my port in 77 was uh, that I I met devotees already in 69 in America I think it was Bhavananda oh. in, in, in Boulder, Colorado and I met him on the street and he, I I asked him about cosmic consciousness. I'd read a book by a Canadian author, Edmund Burke, I think his name was, and he just shook his head and said, "My friend, whatever it is you're looking for, you're not going to find until you surrender to Krishna." <laughs> uh, I I wasn't ready, unfortunately, then, <laughs> uh, and in the the next year or. The year after that, in 71, I heard George Harrison chanting Hare Krishna at the concert, the benefit concert for Bangladesh in Madison Square Garden in New York in 1971. That made a deep impression upon me, his huh. faithfulness to, you know, uh, religious upbringing. He was brought up as a Catholic also, I, I knew, as, as, as I was. Huh, I didn't know that. And uh, then... When I heard him singing hallelujah in the beginning, I was thinking, oh, that's great. You know, he retains that, you know, his cha- his faith from his upbringing. And then at the end, when he started chanting Hare Krishna at the end of the song, my sweet Lord, I'm talking about. Right. I almost fell off my seat, you know, because <laughs> I, I didn't know much that God is a person or anything. I was bewildered by, you know, yoga, impersonalist thought and but, you know, I intuitively understood that he was totally dedicated to God. And I just thought, I want to be like that. Hmm. But that Bhakta
0: George brought you to yeah. Krishna consciousness. <laughs>
4: yeah. Bless his soul, like many of our, our contemporaries, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, okay. What happened was that I understood, if, a couple of years after that, that I was getting nowhere fast and that I was missing the boat. I better get out of here and turn over a new leaf. Where to go? Well, for different reasons, I chose Sweden. And as soon as I got here, I was fortunate to, to meet um, meet someone who brought me to the newly started temple.
2: Hmm.
4: And it was really Krishna's mercy because I got in on the book distribution from the from the group. You know when it was just getting started here, so that mm-hmm. was really pioneer, wonderful, exciting, and uh, tasteful experience of traveling Sankirtan mm-hmm. in villages, in, 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 in especially here in northern Sweden where people were they don't usually meet foreigners and they yeah. were more or less defenseless when you know uh, <laughs> somebody would come and give them a book on the street and. <laughs> So that was how I, and then Prabhupada, now I want to tell my story. Yes, please. Yeah, what happened was that Prabhupada was making his final around the world tour in 1976 in the summer. And he, yeah, he, before coming to Europe and back to India for the last time, except for a short visit to Bhaktivedana Manor in 77. But the last time he he went across the Atlantic from America to Europe, Uh, the temple president went to meet him there in in Bhaktivedanta Manor, Vagabhan Prabhu. And then he called up his vice president, Ajit Prabhu, and said, send the Sankirtan men to New Mayapur, France, the, the, the farm there. So I hopped in the van with the other Sankatam devotees, and we went down there. I, I, stu- I, I had actually been chanting six months, my the holy name, and following the principle. So the, the temple president, Vagaman Prabhu, had recommended me and gotten a letter from Prabhupada. So I was on from the waiting list for initiation, and I collected some darshan. I think it was I went around as a dressed as a monk.
0: You means some dukshin.
4: Dakshin, um, what did I say?
0: You said darshan.
4: Oh, no, oh, yeah. So I think Dakshin, yes, dachshin. So I stopped in the town in South Sweden and went around one day and told him I was a monk and i was going to meet my guru and get, you know, give me a donation. It was really a wild thing. <laughs> so I collected uh, 70 Swedish crowns. It's about $7, I mean. <laughs> Went down there and then Vegavan was there and he 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 I think he used this as an excuse to get in to see Prabhupada. You know, I had to give him a you know some darsh a dash, dakshin. Yeah Dakshin. So then he did that and I heard that Prabhupada, you know, gracefully accepted my the seventy Swedish kroner, but he he was practical, you know, this was not, you know, uh, interchangeable at those days. So he, he looked at it and he said, can you can you change it to dollars? He <laughs> came back to me and said, um, "Okay, uh, he accepted." You want to you want to guard his door tonight? And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure." You know, because Prabhupada was not well then. The story went. This is uh, I want to make the theme of Prabhupada's resilience and his you know beyond the call of duty dedication to spreading Bhakti Siddhanta and. Chaitanya's mission. That he, although he wasn't well, he didn't he could, didn't come out the first couple of days. So there was like a large number of devotees gathering there, waiting for Prabhu to come out. So anyway, I, I got to guard the door that night.
0: This is at New New Mayapur in France,
4: right? Right, August the ah. uh, Yeah, yeah. room is by European standards. First floor, you know, one flight up. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I w- went there in the night and pitch dark. Everybody sleeping, and there was a French he Couldn't speak word of the English, and he gave me a stick. You know, as if you know, I was uh, you know shot or something, and he gave me some cookies. And I, you know, was sitting there, and and then I heard Prabhupada speaking through the door, and then. Uh, later, I could reconstruct that Prabhupada was doing as usual. That he got up in the middle of the night and was doing his dictation work. And later, you can see that he finished. He was just finishing the eighth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which he finished shortly thereafter in, in in India. So he must have been working on that there. And anyway, uh, so then. The next day or so, then it was announced that Prabhupada is going to go for a walk. Finally, you know, we've been waiting for days. And then Prabhupada, I knew where his room was, so I went up the stairs there. And I was just standing at the top of the stairs looking at his door, which is its kind of like in a dark corridor there. And then the door opened, and then, you know, there was a burst of light. Later, I could explain that that wasn't actually, you know, some mystical experience, but it was just that there there are windows behind Prabhupada's um, room there when the door opens. But everybody else says that when they first saw Prabhupada, it was like a burst of (laughs) fulgence. In any case, it was that for me also. And whether it was mystical or just plain scientific light, I'm not sure, but then somebody told me, you know, probably, I, don't, I can't remember exactly, I got out of the way, I guess. And then somebody told me, oh, you can only go on the walk if, you know, for senior devotees. So, you know, I was very docile, stupid as I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I just waited there in the temple room. And then after an hour or so, Prabhupada came back and he sat on the Vyasa-san. And that was the one and only time that I remember chanting Sri Guru Tranapadma. Padma. Although it was evening time, but we had a Guru Puja and he chanted Sri on Janakarana Padma for Prabhupada. And then he went up without speaking. Hmm. And then there was going to be initiations the next day, and I was on the list. But I had confided in Vagaman Prabhu that I was very agitated, actually, because yeah, um, I, my my service was distributing books in our little tiny temple in Stockholm, and I had my routine there, but on the farm, there were the Grihastas and and I was destined later to get married and live on the farm in Sweden. So, you know, I was I confided in, in on waiting days there without any real service that I was, you know, feeling restless. And he was worried about me. And I think he had good reason to be. So anyway, he, he, he said, okay, now you saw Prabhupada, so everybody get in the car and go back to your service in Sweden. <laughs> and the, 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 the Sankhita leader was, no, 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 you know, we, we have driven all over Europe to get here, and there's going to be initiation tomorrow. You know, we can't just leave. <laughs> and then that looked at me and he said, well, Dr. John, what do you think? <laughs> as if, you know, I mattered. And then I told him, I said, you know, I was feeling that, you know, I really wanted, to, you know, get some engagement, you know. So I said, yeah, we should go back. And he said, settle, get in the car. <laughs> so, you know, we drove back to Sweden. And then I got initiated by letter in uh, in Stockholm shortly thereafter. And Jayat Tirtha Prabhu, he did the, the um, yeah so the, anyway that was Prabhupada's resilience there that he was very very sick but still he accepted us as disciples that great personal sacrifice there and that same theme was there in in my Brahman initiation like I mentioned in 1977 a year was that well, about half a year later that we were 300 and Prabhupada was really not well in fact in Tama Krishna Maharaj's uh, later days diary of taking care of Prabhupada, Prabhupada confided in him that I I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like a workhorse, you know, Hmm. and then, so then Prabhupada accepted us there and I I got my Brahman initiation. I got sent, we were sent off, you know, there was a hundred of us who got Brahman initiation and 200 first initiates so we 100 brahman initiates we got sent to different leading disciples you know Prabhupada disciples to get our paper and instructions how to count on our fingers etc so I got sent to Bhavananda (laughs) and then he yeah and then and we went on to Vrindavan and and then on to Bombay and then what happened was but that Prabhupada
0: Can I can I ask? So, but then did you go in and hear the mantras from Prabhupada?
4: No, we heard the tape. You know, oh, the tape. okay.
0: Yeah, there there was a tape.
4: So no, I don't know. Does that make me a ritvik or? <laughs> no, Prabhupada was giving. A pre-samadhi Ritvik, you know, Bhavananda was my...
0: No, but you know, the recording, it was Prabhupada's voice, right? Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: So then you Very. went to Rindavan.
4: Exactly, yeah. And then we had a nice experience. Then went on to Bombay. And then what happened was that Prabhupada suddenly jumped out of bed and came to Bombay and made a Pandal program. Wow. And although he wasn't well enough, it was because that the worrisome charge of uh, undue influence and brainwashing that had been accused against uh, by the district attorney or the prosecutor in New York against the mm-hmm. temple president in New York was mm-hmm. very, very worrisome. It, was a, it seemed like it was going to be a long, drawn-out case threatening the very existence of Krishna movement in, a, in the United States. But then... The case was thrown out of court on the first day. Yeah, the judge said this is a bona fide religion, and that these persons who were supposedly, you know, influenced to against their will to take part in this half, their freedom of religion has to be respected. Mm-hmm. So then, probably it was on the, the Times of India that you know Krishna consciousness is a bona fide religion. And when Prabhupada got that news, he became so alive and he just jumped out <laughs> of his seat. Right? We go to Bhaktivedanta and make a pandal. <laughs> this is another example of Prabhupada's resilience.
2: Yeah.
4: So then the other two points were that was Prabhupada's resilience at my initiations. The other two points were that was kind of past, now I want to go to the present, mm-hmm. and that my present service uh, is that I want to make um, a stala parana, mm. that is to say that every installed deities, every every temple has installed deities around the world, have been ordered by a, a GBC resolution to have a description of how the temple was acquired, how the deities were acquired, how they were installed, and any special pastimes with His Divine Grace. And um, also an, an ongoing history of the, the temple service and functions. Mm-hmm. So I started that already in the late in the '90s. I got to go ahead from at that time old the GBC was Hari Kish Swami. and he encouraged me to do that, and I started them, and it's been a slow process. But now, lately, when I've gotten back into school in the last five years, I've gotten a little training there and have now come up to the point of the installation of the Radha Krishna deities at the, in, the, the BBT temple in Korshanas Gord oh. near Stockholm.
0: Kandarvika Giridhari?
4: Kandarvika Giridhari, yes.
2: Mm.
4: Yeah, that's, uh, that was 1980. No. Nineteen eighty, oh, that far I got, but now the next step is the. I uh, the the. It turns to the farm. The Farm um, was acquired at that time, so the 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 board there at the farm has, you know. Encouraged me to continue there, so I've been. I started interviewing the old devotees there. And um, it's, a, it's an interesting story. But one thing that I became aware of was that there are a number of devotees who feel forgotten. Mm-hmm. Maybe even some of them felt, you know, dis- excluded. Mm-hmm. Some of those who did very significant services, you know, sacrificed the best years of their life during those, you know, to establish the farm and the cow protection and, deities and the book distribution and at that time it was you know save the, the soviet hari krishnas there were so many things going on there from yeah yeah and you know i felt so i you know, so what what i concluded is that i want to we want we, we decided that we want to make a guest cottage at the farm and invite all the devotees, especially the devotees. There are some ladies who collected immense amounts of Lakshmi to establish the infrastructure there at the farm. Mm -hmm. And now sometimes, you know, so we want to, in any case we've been, uh, we have a plan there. So I'm working on that, you know, I, my service at the soul at the farm was for years to uh, work in the forest and to saw lumber, yeah. So you, you saw the lumber for the cottage. It's stacked and drying, and it's even planed, you know, with nice tongue and groove paneling, et oh. But that there's a lot of other expenses there. When, you know, in, in Sweden, you need a really good fireplace, which costs. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a, a heavy fireplace which retains heat, you have to. It's a it's an investment. So anyway, we're my my salary, you know, I'm living on my pension. God kind bless. Of <laughs> salary. In high school goes for the the you know the cottage expenses. You know, windows, doors, you know, insulation. Oh. The other thing It's
0: very nice.
4: Yeah. So that's my present service. Now, now the future is I want to think about Prabhupada's, This is my third point. About how Prabhupada left this world, uh, he was exemplary, and he really wanted. He was anxious. It said that his passing would be glorious. He had the, uh, you know, the tremendous weight of being the unique uh, disciple of Bhakti who, um, <clears throat> yeah, went to the west and. He, yeah. You know, he, he, made this uh, possible for so many thousands of now hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of, of of us to become Krishna conscious. So he he wanted to set a good example. This you know final final test. And uh, so I'm thinking that. Yeah, in elder days that I I should follow in his footsteps and think about how to, when everything is said and done, you know, as long as I'm well enough, I want to be active in service. But I'm thinking about how to be prepared to uh, probably used to sing this song. It's by Yamuna Charja. Krishna's twadi parapankaja panchurantam.
0: I don't know.
4: I let <laughs> the Lord Krishna, may the Supreme Personality of Godhead, may the swan of my mind immediately sink down the stems of the lotus feet of your Lordship and become firmly locked there in your network. Otherwise, at the time of my death, when I'm taking my final breath and my throat is choked with cough, how would it be possible for me to think of you? So, my last thing is that in the end of the 90s already, the GBC uh, made a resolution that all the leaders in ISCON and everyone in ISCON—I don't think it was a resolution. I think it was a recommendation. Actually, let me correct myself. There that w- you should consider a-, a writing a so-called DNR, and that's in English. I mean, it's a what's it called? Acronym. You know, it means do not resuscitate. words,
2: uh-huh.
4: In other words, you can, in most countries, here in Sweden also, the laws are, a little, are naturally different from country to country, but you can make a um, living living will. You can call yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I've done that myself.
4: Yeah, and yeah, okay. And I, I'm thinking that, that I tried. I, I've told devotees I'm thinking about it, and the GBC recommended it, and. So it means that in Sweden, it's called a power of attorney, where you, Mm -hmm. it's a very simple form, actually. We've made it formal for anyone in our congregation can use it. Mm -hmm. And you can adjust it. It's totally according, according to the Swedish law, tells the doctors they they have to respect the autonomy. Mm -hmm. No doctor can insist that any patient will undergo a treatment that that patient patient doesn't want mm-hmm. but the government has complained that the doctors are often put in the position where they they have no idea what the patient wants because the patient is yeah. not um, capable the patient is in a coma or is in you no know, has become senile yeah. or you know, so then the doctor just has to Often, because the family members are not prepared to hear that mm. it is now at the point of palliative care, there's no hope. The doctor knows there's no hope. Right now, it's palliative care, but because the family members won't hear that, mm. so then the doctor has to over, met, you know, use override too much, override the medicine too much medicine. He knows that it's so. Therefore, you can write a. In Sweden, it's called a power of attorney. You give it to your son, your daughter, or your friend, or temple president. Or, and then it says there that I don't want, you, know, you can write whatever you want, but mm-hmm. you could say that I don't want to go into the intensive care unit. I don't want dialysis and respirator and this, that, and the other thing. I don't, you know, I would like to hear Hare Krishna at the end. Now, of course, you know, there are. Cases if if you were if I were a young devotee and I had young children who were dependent upon me, I might think twice about writing it. DNR. Mm-hmm. But you know, or maybe in the case of some uh, of our highly elevated, uh, you know, God brothers who have many many disciples who you know are really begging him to please don't leave us. Then maybe I would also you know I could. Cons- can imagine that they would consider also. But in any case, like, you know, my my daughter and her children are well taken care of, and mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Uh, so that's my, my, thank you very much, that were my three points. That was about you know, the resilience of Prabhupada at the time of my initiations, and uh, <clears throat> also about my, my present uh, project to to do this, please bless me that I may be able to accomplish this um, rather complex task of making the Stala Purana for the Panchatakva deities at the the temple. And my third thing about future, about thinking about uh, following Srila Prabhupada's exemplary, uh, leaving this world. Hare Krishna.
0: these are all very nice reflections and sharing um but we're not going to let you go quite so quickly <laughs> um yeah you mentioned the stala purana thing and i realized i was i don't even remember how but i was somehow involved in that um getting that as a something the gbc wanted back then so i'm i think you're i think you're the only one in the whole planet who remembers that and are taking it ser- seriously so all glories to your service
4: uh, maraj i actually wrote you back in long time ago when i was just getting going you know and um, the GBC resolution actually says Stapak Shastra. And I, I wrote you about it and Stapak I said, to, you know, can you give me some guidance how what is how to get going on this Stapak Shastra? And you wrote me back and said, well, actually, the GBC resolution was not the best terminology. <laughs> actually should, the, the real, the more logical or the correct thing is to call it Stala Purana. Right. Thank you for that. <laughs>
0: Oh, that I don't remember, but okay. (laughs) Um, I want to sort of open up and see if any of you who are with us would like to ask uh, Yogendra Prabhu anything about anything he's talked about or maybe something he's not talked about. But um, before that, I would like to ask you, if you can say a few words about your master's thesis, which you've kindly shared with me, I find it really interesting because um, a substantial element of that research was uh, that you sat in Bhagavatam classes in Mayapur uh, and you then interviewed Devotees who gave classes and who were listening to classes. And you analyzed in a highly systematic way um, within the framework of uh, education theory. So, can you say a few words about that, what that was about?
4: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Maharaj. You have memory there. This was... Um, 2018 and um, the, the the study I was there for 20 weeks there in India at um, on a grant from the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency. And they were interested or I got them the, the grant because I tried to argue that we need religious education, as a sustainable development indicator Hmm. because, you know, with religion is intimately connected. i sorry. The education of religion, religious education is intimately connected with values like, you know, cleanliness and self-control and ardor that's and um, yeah, honesty like that, and these are necessary for a community. And the community is uh, absolutely necessary for sustainable development. So they bought that, and I went to Mayapur to research how religion has impacted the, the Mayapur community, both in ISKCON and also um, outside. In, in Mayapur, so but one one aspect of the important aspect, uh, the most Krishna conscious aspect was how the Bhagavatam was a, a cohesive influence on the Mayapur community, and how the um, the although the community is very large now and the the Bhagavatam is uh, is a part of; is, is just a one part of the the, the whole community. Um, my my finding was that because the uh, those devotees and at Mayapur and visiting devotees have spent so much time and focus on that morning program that these values have had large impact on, on the whole um, communities being like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, I remember you interviewed me as well. <laughs> I happened to be there. And um, I'm also remembering your work because mm, last year... I gave a presentation, a short presentation, in the American Academy of Religion uh, conference on um, on the subject of reading the Bhagavatam as religious reading. Uh, it was a special panel about um, South Asian... South Asian literature, oh, I wish I could remember the how to express the theme, but it was it was about sort of challenging modern scholarship, which is always trying to find something in between the lines, something uh, what's really being said is, you know, something else, uh, something hidden the hermeneutics of suspicion, as it's been called. Uh, I think Paul Ricoeur used that term. Anyway, so I, I gave a short presentation, and um, I wanted to spend more time looking at your thesis to get a better grasp of what you were saying, but I was a bit rushed, but I should get back to it, I think. Um now, on the subject of the Bhagavatam, and this is a little bit as a, let's let's call it a, a, a maybe a warning. <laughs> I want to contact you later um, privately, Yogendra Prabhu, we, uh, we have an idea, we means myself and Radhika Raman Prabhu in America. Uh, We have this Bhagavata Purana research project. And uh, we have an idea of how you might be able to help us.
4: (laughs) I love be at your service. (laughs) Okay. I wrote to to Radhigaramana recently about a question. Nice
0: uh whoops, the contact, at least on my side, was not so good just then. Let me now jump um, to a question in the chat. Um, Bhagavati Devi Nazi says, I was serving Sri Gandharvika Giridharai for some time in 1988, but they took my heart. Could you kindly say a few words about the installation ceremony of Gandharvika
4: Giridhari, please? First thing that comes to my mind was that when the the when the curtains opened, the devotees they just screamed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they screamed.
4: <laughs> yeah, ah! you know, exactly, exactly, you know that's what you know, the word installed had been so loaded there, you know, right? I think Harikesh Swami, he, well, first of all, Prabhupada was, was asked by Ajit already before anybody had come to Sweden, that can we, he and his wife Prima, uh, Krishna Prami they wanted to install Radha Krishna in Sweden. And Prabhupada said, yes, this is a wonderful idea. This was in Australia. I will come and help you. Oh, what's it? He had big <laughs> he had big help hopes for Sweden huh. because you know his uh, a man by the name of Walter Eidlitz oh, yeah. had been a, a a a follower of Bhakti of uh Sadananda
5: sadhan. Swami.
4: Sadananda Swami. Yeah. The German yeah. So anyway, to make a long story short, he came to Sweden and he printed a book called, uh, in German, it was, you know, The Life and Teachings of Lord Chaitanya. A big book. Big, thick
0: book, yeah.
4: (laughs) And and it was published by the Stockholm University. And he sent it to Prabhupada in 1968, and Prabhupada was in Canada waiting for his green card. And uh, this was, you know, for Prabhupada, it was like, yes, Europe is ready, you know? (laughs) Big book. And then, you know, he had big hopes for Sweden. But when he... The the first Swedish devotee said, We want to install Radha Krishna. Prabhupada said, Yes, I'll come and help you. So then long story short, they were installed in nineteen eighty, Gandar Vikigiridari.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: The BBT was getting going there by you know Harikish's Swami or er, you know, Pr- uh Er-Sval Swami was and uh, it was named after Bhakti Siddhanta's favorite deities, who were, you know, near the printing press there in Mayapur. And um, I, yeah, they are they're they're being taken care of to this day, very very nicely. Mm. You can see on the daily darshan there mm-hmm. how, how nicely they are being served there. So thank you very much, Bhagavati. Bhagavata Devi?
0: Bhagavati.
4: <laughs> Bhagavati. Uh, your service there in 1988 was certainly never forgotten. Please keep your heart there at the Buddhist feet there. They're there for you.
0: Yes, if you ever get a chance, all of you who are here, <laughs> uh, go to... Uh, Gandharvik go to Korshna's Gord in Sweden and also Aumvik, uh and have darshan of Gandharvik Giridhari and of Panchatatva in Aumvik's Gord uh, which leads us to the next question from Iris. Iris, uh, she is asking, Hare Krishna, dear Yogendra Prabhu, Pranams, um, mm, mm, more and more pranams. Thank you very much for such personal introduction. What could you say about Sri Panchatattva temples of Iskon? How do you perceive in your heart different deities of the same Sri Panchatattva? Thank you, your aspiring servant, Iris. I think one reason she may be asking this is because uh, she's from Slovenia, and in Slovenia, in Ljubljana, uh, is also Shishi Panchatatva temple. So, any thoughts about the um, the glorious five, um, the fabulous five? How's that?
4: My experience is very limited. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never seen any other Panchatatva deities except for the small Panchatatva deities in Stockholm. And I think, you know, Krishna Shetra Swami would be far more It would be audacious of me to try and answer this question in his presence. (laughs) Because, you know, I've been in Sweden only. That's my Prabhu Datatesh. And um, so, please, Maharaj, can you save us here? (laughs) I can save you.
0: Oh, um, what to say. The first pancatattva deities installed, I believe, were in Hawaii. Um, and I've never been to Hawaii, and I believe there are Panchatatva deities in Laguna Beach in Southern California. I've never been to that temple, although as a kid I used to visit Laguna Beach quite a bit. Um, So I can't really say much about them. We also have Panchatatva here in Poland, in the southwest, uh, the new Shantipur farm, and uh, so not that far from Sweden, we have Panchatatva. Um, what to say? Unlimited Ananda expanded times five. <laughs> uh, I I always. Um, Remember when we first got Srila Prabhupada's uh, translation of Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, Adilila Canto, sorry, Adilila Chapter 7, um, called Lord Chaitanya in Five Features. It was a paperback book and uh, it was yeah it was kind of life changing it was like yes sankirtan this is what it's all about uh plundering the storehouse of love of god let's go for it <laughs> that was very powerful yeah prabhupada didn't want to wait until the whole chaitanya charitamrita came out he felt this chapter in particular was so um powerful that let everyone get it. So that was that was uh, a fond memory of my early days in Germany. Um, but I see Kavari's uh, hand is up. Kavari, do you want to say something or ask?
5: Hare Krishna, Guru. Hare
7: Krishna, Yagendra Prabhu. Thank you so much for this talk. It was very inspiring and, and moving. And I often think about um, very touching what you said about remembering um, all these devotees that work so hard. It's, all, it's something that I always have in my mind, this heritage that we have that is not just our connection to, you know, with Vaishnavism in the East, but our heritage in ISKCON our own Story is how this uh, happened in the West, and um, I'm I'm from Argentina, and um,
0: Argentina now in Boston.
7: Now in Boston, but <laughs> I'm always in Argentina, so <laughs> my my mind, my heart, and I always talk about this with um, with senior devotees in that community and uh, about all those who took part in different, different times of, of, the, of our movement there, like uh, there was a big um, uh, mission to get, you know, a new temple. And now it's not new anymore. It happened like already, like a decade ago. But so many made an effort uh, to get that. They, they Without even speaking English, they came to the U.S. They really put a lot of effort. Recently, um, Sudevi, one, a very young Vaishnavi, passed away. And then I think I'm, I'm seeing Daitesha. I think all the older all, all devotees that, you know, worked so hard to get the marvel for the temple altar. We went through a dictatorship. So many, so many things. Also, like the great book distributors, um, usually also uh, Vaishnavis. And I always think, like, I I don't want them to be forgotten. Like, they went through so much. So much I I didn't even went through, but I've heard those stories. So I'm always thinking, how do we do that? Like, do we, would you suggest that we all write our notes about our tiny parts of the story? And then it could be a start for maybe one day putting everything together.
4: Yeah, I mean, we, we um, Krishna Kshatri Swami pointed out that there are, it's, it's a mission unfulfilled that we have our deities documented for future generations. So please, you know, don't forget anyone. Make sure that everyone is accounted. Of course, you know, Krishna remembers everything, and Prabhupada is certainly also with us. And totally reciprocating with every single little, little and large service that anyone is doing. So it's not that we, that anyone is forgotten, but it is, it, it is with, as far as it is within our power to make sure that someone who may feel forgotten may be encouraged that, no, you know, we are, you know, you did it, and that was wonderful. And it really is the basis upon which now we can go on for others to be benefited. That is, that's just human.
7: Thank you so much. Hi, right, Krishna. If
0: I can add, add to that, um, I would say there's a variety of ways uh, of of recording so one is encouraging devotees to write your per- personal story and memories. And another way is uh, just interviewing devotees and recording. Uh, it can be audio recording, it can be video recording. Uh, this can be in many ways the easiest because... For most devotees, writing is a challenge, to say the least. Um, But talking is kind of no problem. (laughs) So uh, if you can get someone, you know, and actually now we've sort of all discovered Zoom. So you can do this uh, also with Zoom. You can record... Just make an appointment with someone, you know. We just want to hear from you, your memories. And often it's just a matter of asking one or two questions and they're off and running, you know. They, um, And if you get um, more than one devotee in a room... Where they've been together, they've shared experience together, they'll remind each other, and then you can really get things going. Um, and this this becomes part of what's called there's a it's a whole field of history now called oral history. Um, one of the first projects that our center in Oxford took on um was an oral history project of uh recording memories of immigrants, Hindu immigrants from India coming to the UK. And uh, we got a huge grant, I mean a few hundred thousand pounds from the British government uh to do that. Because this kind of thing is is valued I've asked uh, two, I think three devotees in Germany to do this, uh, for Germany, and gradually they've, they've gotten a few recordings. There's a, a professor who just a few months ago departed the world, uh, Tom Hopkins, very, very sweet um, scholar, devotee, devotee, I don't know, but. Friend of the devotees, definitely well wisher of Iskan, and many times he said, "You, you, Iskan, you have to record your history. You have got to get your history down, otherwise it's like it didn't happen." <laughs> and I think the starting point is individuals and their memories.
7: Thank you so much. Very helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, well thank you all and special thanks to you Yogendra Prabhu for giving us your time um, before we end I want to I have a little homework um, task for our assembled devotees a little reading and uh, I think I have to write this in the chat, but then you're going to have to write it down uh, to remember, because the chat's going to disappear. Oh, uh, Sita Sundri, who you may, Yogendra, know by another name, was in Sweden many years, and she's conveying also her best to you. She has great appreciation uh, for you. Let's see, everyone. Okay, so what I like now, one of the things we've been talking about with the hermeneutics subject is context. So I think this will be kind of fun. Um, I'd like you to read, I'm going to say C.C. Adi, not Adi. Sorry, Madhyalila two four, not two four <laughs> four two zero one, and the same. This is one verse, and the same verse is quoted in 8 eight thirty four. It's a famous verse. It's from Madhavendra Puri. Um, And what we want to do is look at the contexts of this verse, how it's being quoted, um, in what context. And so how is the context of the verse illuminating the verse? And how is the verse illuminating the context? And Now context doesn't have uh, fixed borders. You can think of context as concentric circles around, in this case, a particular verse. Uh, so you might think of the wider of wider contexts. And you may want to think about yourself. Yeah, I've written the verse. It's one verse, and I've
7: written. Excuse me. Could could you have sent it uh, in a private message instead of? Oh, there it is. Yeah,
0: I forgot to hit enter. Sorry. Um, yeah, Madhyalila four two oh one until eight thirty four, and. Um, Prabhupada also mentions one line of it in a purport in Leela also. But um, basically it's all in this. Uh, the purports to um, at least one of these cases are there, short purports. And then maybe you can note down um, whatever strikes you about this subject. The verse, the context of the verse Um, And, yeah, the bigger picture, the narrower picture, the picture for yourself. And this can be a, a nice meditation for this week. Okay. Some of you are noting, I see. That's nice. And then next week we can talk about this. Kush, 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 hey okay um thank you all so much and uh as I said, Yogindra Prabhu, I want to speak with you, but um, maybe i'll do that we'll do that in a different way uh, than just now um can we all unmute ourselves and say Gaur, Premanande, Haribo, thank you to Yoginder Prabhu. Gaur, Premanande. Haribo.
3: Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare <laughs> Krishna,
2: thank
5: you so much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kaveri, for mentioning the mission.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. I
4: that, that was, that was live here in the darkness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, thank you all so much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Anantapoti Vaishnavarinda Ki Jai. Nitai. Nitai Gora Hari Hari Bo.